This podcast is intended for advisors and staff at the cooperators. The views and opinions expressed are those of the subjects and do not necessarily reflect the official position of the cooperators. A lot of advisors are naturally good at it. I just feel like I want to be a little bit more robust with it. That's advisor Jocelyn Robbins of Port Elgin, Ontario. She's talking about really understanding client behavior and motivation. It's been an area of focus for Jocelyn as part of her ongoing learning and development journey. Jocelyn, when did you start focusing on learning and development? It's just sort of always been a passion of mine, personal growth, personal development. Um, Professionally now, I just enjoy, you know, the constant learning and evolving and there's always something new every day. So it's it's amazing to be able to have the, the company support um, um, the growth path to with designations now and um, just to become a little bit more robust in what, what we do. So Now, I want you to be totally honest here, Jocelyn. Were you a keener in school? Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. No, I, no, definitely not because I wasn't able to sort of focus in on what I wanted. (laughs) So yeah, definitely more so now with having a, having a path, it's a a lot nicer, a little more passionate with it, right? Maybe this is a dumb question, but, but what is the benefit of all this learning and development? I think it's just really, obviously you want to stay ahead of the curve. Um, I also really feel like you're just you're just that much more dynamic and have a lot of opportunity to experience different perspectives as well. So it's nice to be able to to understand perhaps where your clients are coming from, um, where people in your life are coming from, like with all the different patternings and backgrounds that they have. So what you're interested in is is really moving into the realm of psychology and motivation and understanding what makes clients tick. I think it really is just exactly what you said, understanding, you know, where people are coming from, understanding their mindset, um, having, you know, um, commonalities or similarities between clients and, and knowing that it's not just on the surface, but there could be other things that have folded into that that moment or that conversation with them. So, yeah. And that leads us to the Financial Psychology Institute and the FBS, or Financial Behavior Specialist designation. I understand you are about to enroll on that uh, in that journey. Uh, it's it's really quite unique, and I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about the program. Yeah, I'm really excited. So I think for me, I guess behavior is the big one that I really pay attention to with with clients. We I know we're taught that when we do all the in course learning with um, cooperators and the agency academy, but um, it's just a really unique path to go on. So it'll be the QAFP and CFP, and then it'll be the financial psychology degree through the University of Toronto. So I'm looking at enrollment for spring next year to start that one. And then the path after that is then to achieve that financial behavioral specialist. So it was just a really unique path that kind of married two of my favorite passions with the financial services and then the behavior piece too. So yeah, it's just a really unique and fun way to bring those two pieces of my life together. You're taking a pretty deep dive into behavior, Jocelyn. Do you think that maybe some advisors maybe underestimate how important 
you know, understanding client motivation and behavior is? Yeah, I would say that. That's a fair comment for sure, because we get so tunnel visioned on, okay, we have to go get this designation just to kind of, you know, satisfy corporate. I just think behavior with clients, if you can understand, you know, how their parents spent money and how they spend money and, you know, where that all roots from, um, or if they've had a trauma in their life that they have to try and overcome in order to, to save money, you know, if they've had a bankruptcy and don't know how to handle those things. So to really be able to support them um, I think emotionally as well, a little bit through that is going to be a big, a big piece, a little more of a specialization where you can get into the coaching of them as well. So a lot of advisors are naturally good at it. I just feel like I want to be a little bit more robust with it. And what about your staff, Jocelyn? Do you have development discussions with them? And what does that look like? Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm a big proponent for them, you know, doing as much as they can to better themselves. So um, Michelle Soares in the office uh, with me, she just achieved her PFA um, and then finished off her elder planning um, designation as well. And then she's on the path to um, finish off and achieve her CFP um, by the by early spring as well. So she's on that path. And from a personal development, um, I always like to make sure that they have balance in their life. So if they want to do something outside of, um, you know, specific to the financial services industry, that they have the opportunity to do so as well. So um, Gloria DeLima, she's my commercial specialist. So she's now doing a lot of um, webinars that are not cooperator specific. So we've kind of broadened, broadened out to allow her to do um, seminars that are almost like from an underwriting and global um, scale. So it really gives her insight as to how she can have better discussions with clients that way as well. And how do they feel about your enthusiasm for development? Definitely, they love it, right? It's the freedom to, to learn and educate and not have to worry about the time, the time off either, because I'm a big proponent for it. So there's some balance with that. So we try to just kind of keep an alignment with, you know, if Michelle's doing her designation, we just want to be mindful of our time off around that to make sure that she's supported and, and vice versa with anybody else in the office. And then now myself doing the QAFP, like the balance that they ha- are providing me to make sure that we're still making our achievements in the office. So, so everybody sort of chats about that and we're just mindful of when we overlap different courses and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. And when you're recruiting, Jocelyn, is development part of the conversation you would have with a potential new hire? Yeah, I think because it's such a big passion of mine that it just naturally comes out as, you know, this is how our office is. This is what the culture is in our office and what we're trying to achieve. So it really is um, one of the big, big conversations. I know how busy advisors are, Jocelyn. How in the world do you fit learning and development into your schedule? I think when it's a passion, you figure out how to fit it in fairly easily. When it's not, it's obviously a little bit more difficult to to maintain that discipline. But yeah, I think that's a huge one is if you have a passion for it, you, you figure out how to fit it in. So, you know, it's first thing in the morning, it's, you know, getting online and, and reading what you can, when you can, and just kind of throwing yourself right into it. So 
Um, other things obviously go by the wayside. So maybe my laundry isn't always done and it, the house isn't always perfect, but you know, that's the balance that you have to create. And again, I think if it's a passion, it's going to be a lot easier for you to achieve that for sure. Do you find you're fairly structured in your approach? I would imagine uh, if you're not, uh, it could very easily catch up to you. Yeah. So I'm grateful because I found the Business Career College. Um, they have a very structured way of teaching the material. So for me right now, every Thursday from 10 till usually about 6, 6.30 uh, is my QAFP day. So I am not available for clients. I'm not available for anybody really <laughs> to make sure that I have my undivided attention on that course for the day. And then through the rest of the week, it really is because it is such a um, dedicated day. It usually works out where, you know, if I put an hour a day in, in the morning, just to do the reading and the quizzes and the homework, then I'm usually in good shape. So we're about to launch the new retail brand. Jocelyn, I wonder if your ongoing focus on learning and development has has helped you better position yourself as a financial advisor going forward. Yeah, honestly, from the moment I walked into the office in 2014, that's how we positioned ourselves right right from the start was I, you know, it can help you with all your other uh, lines of business, but really this is my specialty is the financial services and would then pass the rest off to the team. Um, when I had my new hire, when Michelle started with me, that was a big uh, change for her with the office structure she was used to before. So to make sure that she was then positioned as a financial service specialist as well. And the rest was she could help you, but that wasn't really her her forte or what she needed to be focusing on. So we structured that in the office, I think, very well. Um, and moving forward, it's really provided us a good foundation um, to have like the PNC side and the financial services side. So from a development perspective, that's what we've tried to hold true in the paths for education as well with each of them. So, And if we're talking about learning in 2022, we really have to talk about the pandemic. Jocelyn, what have you learned in the last 15 months uh, about your agency, your business and yourself? Oh, what have we learned so much? Oh my gosh, how quick you can adapt to a situation, how quick you can um, figure out how to still work as individuals and a team, even though it's remote. I think we've learned a lot about ourselves and our, our ability to adapt and our resilience for sure. Um, we've had the opportunity to, I think, support each other as a team way different than we would if we were in the office. So there's a lot of good things that way. And then as far as moving forward out to the light at the end of the tunnel, which I'm excited about, um, yeah, it's going to be great because I think we're going to stay very similar to the format we're in right now. And we had talked about this pre-pandemic. We were starting to rotate um, team members out of the office, um, you know, one or two days a week to work work from home so that they could have that focused time. So it really sort of sped up our vision. So we literally right now just use the office as a meeting place for clients that need to meet. But other than that, we're all still working remotely. And I think that'll continue forward for us for sure. That same, that same format. I think we've all found extra time during the pandemic as well. 
And while uh, some of us might be binging Netflix, uh, something tells me that you've probably devoted a little extra time to your learning and development. I think so, for sure. Yeah, again, it's all about balance, but we definitely have been able to, um, you know, manage our time differently because we're not dealing with the constant uh, walk-ins and, you know, the phone calls are better managed this way as well. Like I completed my NLP diploma, so that was really amazing to be able to complete that through COVID. So um, neuro-linguistic practitioner, so I was excited to, to achieve that. So it's re- again, it's just patterning. It's a way of coaching. So um, the next step after that one is like hypnotherapy and stuff like that as well, which I don't, I'm not sure that that would be um, something I would want to get into. But the neuro-linguistic is really just... Um, Again, it's all behavioral, it's all psychology, um, philosophy on how you function um, as a human, all your different patterning again, you know, so, yeah. You've been listening to Advisor Network Podcast number 23 with Jocelyn Robbins. Quick reminder, if you subscribe to this podcast on your phone, new episodes will automatically download so you can listen at a time convenient to you. We'd also love to hear your feedback on this podcast, your story ideas, or give us the name of an advisor you'd like to hear from. Or if you just need help to subscribe, send me an email at brad underscore scott at cooperators.ca.